welcome to the Bad Cowdy Funky Podcast. The only podcast to put the powder packets right next to the dick cream. And that's what we get for letting Dave do the intro. Welcome everybody to the 13th preview podcast for the Bad Cowdy Funky Podcast. Again, this is a preview for what we're going to be doing on Thursday this week uh, for the honor and tribute of the great wet hot american summer tv series that premiered on netflix on the 31st we went ahead and watched the movie and then this week we're going to watch the show as well we're going to have a nice little good old-fashioned bad coyote funky dialogue so you can hear what our thoughts are kind of if we are reading too much into it or if we're not reading not too much into it tonight we have the three musketeers of the bad coyote funky crew uh myself booster greg we have the bearded menace dave you and as always we have tv's casey hey so guys it was we kind of thought about this last second i'm glad we did though we we've all rewatched the movie recently and uh gotten or watched it for the first time so what are, what are your thoughts on the movie after after a first view oh my god like i haven't seen the movie since it came out Back in 2001, 2001, yeah. Back then, like, when it first showed up on, like, IFC, I think that's when I first saw it. And, like, the mm-hmm. only time I saw it, I only saw it at one time, and I could never catch it again. And it's like, crap, I don't even know the the name of this movie. How am I going to find it again? And just, yeah, I finally learned the name of it, and then again, never watched it. It wasn't until we all suggested it. It's like, oh, my God, yes. I have to see this. This is, like, junior year, junior year of high school. It must be seen. And it's hilarious. Dude. I forgot how funny it was and just how how random it is and the car- and the people are in it like the all the actors are just everyone's in it Paul Rudd um Janine Garofalo Elizabeth Banks uh who else um Christopher Malone Bradley Cooper is Bradley it? Cooper Bradley yeah Bradley Cooper, Cooper dude it's such a bit role but he's he's in it I know it's like I can't believe like him of all people I forgot was in it um Molly Shannon was in it like mm-hmm. um who else was in it? The other like SNL alum. What's her I name? I mean, if you, um, if you guys are, are fans of Poehler. the uh, the state, you know that MTV comedy group that was uh, that was around for a while. And, I remember and the state. Yep. Yeah, they moved on to other things like Reno 911 and what have you. But I mean, ha- like half of them are in this movie. I want to um, dip my balls in it. That's I always remember that. I want to dip my balls <laughs> in it. That's <laughs> the, 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 my favorite skit that they ever had on the state. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's just a. a crazy like crew as well i mean you'll have all you know the state guys some snl guys but like you know who they got and we won't talk about it too much now we'll save it thursday but who they got to come back and who they who else they got as well they really kind of extending this whole like camp family uh and it's already pretty extensive michael ian black is also on it obviously well how can you how can you make it without him you know it's like he's kind of I don't want to say he's a quintessential character, but he's the mo- he's the one I remember from the mo- from the movie back in the day. Excuse me. Everyone oh, else yeah. I completely forgot, but he's really the only one I remember from that movie. Yes, back in the day, uh, we're forgetting that this movie is only it's... fourteen years old now. Uh, That's uh, jeez, junior high school man. I remember just like it was yesterday. You know, it's it's just funny it was that yesterday. it feels even even a little bit older because it takes place in what 1981, something like yeah. that, like right be early 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 80s. Back when you had your uh, your short pants and your your long tube socks for your athletic <laughs> gear. 
Day, days gone by, right? <laughs> yeah, you guys remember 1981? Of course. Oh yeah. What a I was there, man. Because I was, I was, I was alive at that point. I was there, man. I was in Nam. I, I was there. <laughs> Chewing bubblegum. God, can we just talk about um, what's his face, Gene, like the the, the Vietnam oh, so guy? Good. Oh, so good. God, dude, he is my favorite character. Like half the shit he says is is phenomenal. Like like. Every, after the first time I saw him on screen, every time he came on, it's like, oh my god, what's he gonna say next? What's he gonna do? This guy's so amazing. The shit he says. I just I I can't see Christopher Maloney as anything else after having seen him in Oz. Yeah. So to see him as just this completely, you know, batshit crazy Vietnam veteran who's talking to a vegetable can, voiced <laughs> by H. John Benjamin, which is like a perfect voice for the fucking vegetable can. <laughs> His voice works for everything, man. Well, that's so like good. the. Like the amazing thing though about that actor, because I don't, I remember him from yeah, I forgot he was in Oz, but also he was in um, I think Law and Order, like one of the Law and Order like uh, incarnations, and he uh, does play a lot of like Victims Unit, I think. Yeah, I think that was that one. Yeah, and he does play a lot of like funny, wacky roles. He was also in Howl and Kumar Go to White Castle. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's one of those guys. He's kind of like John Hamm, where he uses his like i guess his physique and the fact that you only expect him to be like serious all the time he uses that to his advantage like he he's not afraid to get goofy and just be ridiculous and, and that's uh, that's what i like about him being like the like yeah. the, the funny oh, yeah. funny guy that i am the weird guy I am i love those actors they're like like kind of like terry cruz where it's like the way he looks he should just be like a thug or action guy or like always play like a military dude or a, you know what i mean like the hero yeah. of the story, Barbarian, but he does, like, funny shit, which makes it even better. And the same thing with this guy. It's, he should be one of those, like, tough guys holding M16 or scaling a mountain or doing, like, some crazy, like, Bruce Willis, like, Wesley Snipes shit. But no, he's doing he's, funny crap. He's fondling sweaters. Fondling sweaters. Or smearing <laughs> smearing mud on his ass cheeks, you know? Smearing just... mud on his ass. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, I better get my butt to class. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, it's actually this is this is a interesting little thing. I hadn't watched this movie. My brother's like a super big fan of this movie. Uh, he has been, I think he got the DVD in two thousand three, two thousand four. I just never watched it. I don't know for whatever reason, just never got into the DVD player. And then I kind of like re- recently, actually this summer, uh, I was like, you know what? Like the show's coming out. I might as well just just watch the movie and see and the first time i watched it i did not like it i was like really I chuckled, yeah i chuckled a couple of times i mean to be fair there's a lot going on in the room like i thought i was going to have like the tv room to myself in uh, rhode island at uh in like the you know the family condo but like everyone showed up and they were just talking over it and stuff like that and i couldn't really hear anything so i was like yeah whatever uh then it ended and i was like you know i might not watch that again and then i ended up um we we had finished the show and I was like, I really liked the show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and rewatch the movie again. And so also, so I can kind of like, you know, have a better talking point when we we record tonight. So I rewatched it just a couple hours ago and I was like, that movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely one of those movies that for me, the first time I didn't like it. The second time I really liked it, but I love it even more now that we're talking about it. Just the quotes from it, how ridiculous it is. Yeah, for, um, for those of you listening, it uh, it probably took us longer than this podcast recording to come up with the opening quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really, really, really did. 
there's just there's just so much to be said about it like for me i don't know if you guys would agree with it but this movie is like an amalgamation of every camp movie ever made not only that but like you can really even though it's like a funny movie or just goofy movie you can identify with some of the characters are in there you know like oh yeah and i can i'm totally like it's as funny and as nerdy and like i mean as funny or as disgusting as i am with my jokes I'm totally the kid trying to hook up with uh, what's her face, um, Molly Shannon. No, 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 no. no. God, the, the main goofy kid with the bowl with the bowl haircut. Oh, Moose. Yeah, yeah he, I'm like, and he not, and he becomes like friends with like Gene at the end. Gene shows him how to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I'm like totally that kid. It's like he's trying to get the girl, and the girl likes the bad guy, Paul Rudd's character. And oh, Coop, like, like the main character. Yeah, yeah the yeah. main character, Coop. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about like the the kid kid that ends up hooking up with like one of the counselors. No, he's oh, my no. hero though. Yeah, he's <laughs> dude. That kid's the man. I just love the thing I love the most is like how they announce like dinner or breakfast. Like someone does a guitar riff and he just screams it. Lunch. It's yeah. like, yes, <laughs> yes. That's how it should be. In fact, when I have kids, that's how we're gonna do things in my house. Capture the flag. <laughs> and and actually, fun bit of trivia for everyone: uh, Marguerite Moreau, who played Katie, is that her name? Yes. Yep. Who played Katie is in the Mighty Ducks. That's right. Oh man! Holy shit! Yeah, that's that's a little bit of trivia for everyone. You know, it's, like, um, funny watching that because I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Like, everyone together in that movie, like, all the actors and, like, the comedians and everyone we will see we see later become, like, famously funny people. It's almost like that was them meeting in college, you know, or just meeting, like, because, like, they all appear again together in, like, other funny movies. Like, Paul Rudd's been, like, in, I think almost anything Elizabeth Banks has been in, Paul Rudd has been in also. Isn't uh, yeah. didn't they didn't they also alter the like the cover for the DVD box just because of of Paul Rudd and Elizabeth Banks being in so many things? Did they? I I feel like it's uh. it's it's him and her like center stage on the cover, but it's I mean I watched it on Netflix because it's on Netflix, <laughs> and I wouldn't have to go out and get it. But I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure like when I googled up the movie and the old Google images, um, but I could be wrong. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm they might have altered it right now on IMDb. They might have altered it to have them. I mean, you mean they altered it to have them off it or have them on it? Um, I, I, I mean, I think it's the it's the cover that doesn't. It's not like the classic like movie poster looking one. It's it's one where I think they're in on like a wood paneling, almost. Oh, yeah. Do, do you, I don't know if you saw it. No, that. I, I haven't. No, I've I've seen like the illustrated one where yeah. they're all like in the car. Yeah, no, it's the it, th- there's other ones. I mean, obviously, because there's like a million DVD covers for like so many different things. For but, everything. But yeah, no, yeah. it's I think it's them like center stage. Like I'm pretty sure you don't even see Michael Showalter on the cover, which is ridiculous because like not only is he starring in it, but he freaking directed it. And he, or and he wrote plays it, two. He least. plays two parts in it too. Oh yeah, he's the. <laughs> he's Alan she- Shepard. Oh, Shepherd, you know how old I am. <laughs> it wasn't the stone I, age it was the ice age no, <laughs> everybody's it dying <laughs> it was it, oh. you know why so i think ridiculous. they did that though is because and i mean they probably did change it to where it's like i just saw the cover you're talking about so elizabeth banks and paul rudd like molly shannon's because um and they did the same thing with the leprechaun movie where it follow my follow me here 
original yeah. Leprechaun movie, it just had, you know, Leprechaun on the cover, I think with a pot of gold and all that shit. But when it was re-released on, like, on DVD many, many years later, Jennifer Aniston was on the cover because it's, like, her first movie. And she plays, like, a bit role in that fucking movie. But after the re-release on DVD, they put her on the cover because, like, oh, look, Jennifer Aniston before she was a star. Watch her movie. That, yeah. that'd, be like, that'd be like Johnny Depp being on the cover of, the, of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's probably why they did it for that one also because... These actors became, I mean, because they were funny and talented, of course, they became famous, and it's like, yeah, yeah. see them in their one of their first movies. And, and ah! for some of them, not just famous, but, like, crazy famous. Yeah. Like, A-list, like, top dog box office kind of, these people have followings, name recognition, whereas, <laughs> you know, in 2001, which, you know, even though it's 14 years, isn't really that long ago. No one uh, knew them. <laughs> nothing, you know. Yeah. You, you know what spooks out about Paul Rudd and Elizabeth Banks, honestly? They haven't aged. <laughs> they look the same. They really do. It's like, actually, uh, if you like, I I thought Paul Rudd kind of aged a bit. Elizabeth Banks did not. You're right, but like, uh, what's her name? Marguerite Moreau looks exactly the same to me. Like Katie, like from the show. To yeah, this, she does. Yeah, and like the only time she aged was after Mighty Ducks, and then, then like you know she went through puberty, and now she's just like. Keanu Reeves, just like not aging. <laughs> they, she found she joined the same vampire cult they joined. Is she now, a Highlander? So is she a Time Lord? Is she a vampire? We'll I mean, never I'm know. just gonna say this: it's not a coincidence. She was also in Queen of the Damned, so ah. you know, maybe she found out some vampire tricks in there. I don't know. I'm not gonna. No, you know what it is. On that. It's it's Highlander. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> they found enough. out they were immortal. You know, now they won't die. They they got to a point where they liked where they aged. They found they were immortal, and they killed themselves. They become immortal, and now it's like, yep, now they're never going to age. And since they're like doing a high-profile persona, no one wants to kill them now and take their head, so they're safe. Yep. So give it like ten more years, and they're going to fake their own deaths, and then we'll see like another actor looks just like them like 40, 50 years from now. Watch, you're going to see it, man. Mark my words. You, know, you heard it here first in the Back Eighty Funky Podcast. No, you know what else you've heard first? You totally ruining one of Greg's uh, future secret questions. If all the celebrities were in the movie Highlander, who would come out on top and be the one? <laughs> well. <laughs> yep, that's it. I'm it, not ruined. We, we can't do the Thursday anymore, guys. Sorry, everyone listening. The answer? God damn it. Jim Hanks. We're, we're stopping. <laughs> the answer? Mark Hamill. <laughs> Fun fact, we we didn't uh, reference Mark Hamill last week, or we didn't talk about him. Sure we did. Well, I mean, we, we said Luke Skywalker, but we never said Mark Hamill. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So I guess that counts. Not the same. Luke I'll make Sky- up for right now. Luke Skywalker's enough. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, you know what? Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. Good. We're good for like at least four podcasts. So there you go. <laughs> Months yes. down the road. I got that soundbite, so whenever I can, whenever, if we forget, I'll just like, talk, <laughs> copy and paste that in there. Cue it up. <laughs> Cue up the Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill. So I was Mark watching, like, I was watching The Dark Knight the other day. Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, good kind of getting back onto the path. Um, yeah, th- this movie is like literally, and that's what I love about it. And when you guys finish the show, you'll see it too is each character has their own like storyline with a completely different genre. So Jeannie Garofalo has like a ridiculous one where like there's an adventure in camp that only the nerds can save the day. A piece of Skylab is falling. Yeah. <laughs> they have to use a 20 sided die in order to stop it from crashing down on the talent show. 
you have, uh, as Dave pointed out, the love-torn, relatable main character who is in love with the girl next door, but she's making out with a douchebag. So you have that kind of going on. You have the douchebag side, which is just making out with everyone and having fun at camp. And uh, with with Paul Rudd playing possibly the best douchebag in a movie I think I've ever seen, and he's, he's just like, like a douchebag to be a douchebag for no fucking reason. He doesn't make not out only... with these girls; he devours them. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. Not only is he <laughs> is he doing that the whole time, but he's terrible at his job. Two kids die yeah. on his watch. <laughs> and then he, and two he kids he just throws out of a van. Exactly. <laughs> disposes of two other ones who have witnessed the crime. <laughs> Where are we going? Oh, we're going to go get pizza. I like pizza. Yeah, it's a new type of pizza place. He just throws them out. It's just like great. That is so great. <laughs> you have the uh the story of the of the recovering uh Vietnam vet. You have and this Gene, is this one's my personal favorite. Yeah, well, he's awesome. Uh, then you also yeah. have uh, the story of Ken Marino's character and his uh, best buddy Neil, played by Dr- Joe Lotruglio, uh, who make that age-old bet of who can get laid first. And all it takes is... is a day-long run through the woods. <laughs> but he doesn't even get laid. Oh, man. <laughs> I like... I like how they don't show when he saves the kids from the raft. That's hilarious. It's like he just oh, yeah. You're doing it. You're saving them. And he just show and he just shows up and he's all clean. He's like cleaning a knife off his like wrist and it's like, what the fuck? He didn't even do anything. You don't even see what he does. What what I, I don't love. Know if you guys yeah, caught I... it, but um Yeah, yeah go, go on, go on. No, no, you. You first did. There's um Ooh. <laughs> but there's a play <laughs> there's a part and it's a, it's genius when the I forget the cat I forget the actor's name, but he's the guy who's riding on the on the motorcycle, and he's trying to catch the other dude who ran away to get the, to bang the chick. Um, mm-hmm. That narrows it down. But um, it's great because every time he's on the motorcycle, there's obviously a stunt double on it. They yep. they do nothing <laughs> to hide the stunt double on the motorcycle, and then they just cut away real quick, come back, it's just him like getting off it. It's like I dude, that is hilarious. They just do nothing, nothing to hide it. It's so fucking great. Even man. even seeing Victor run, they have like the two obvious green screen moments. Yeah. Where he's running into the distance for one, and then just the side by side where it's like so clear all he's doing is pumping his arms. Yeah. <laughs> I love with the, the bale of hay. It's like this huge obstacle that he can't get over. Yeah. And then he does it. And Even then... like my girl, Jen, Jen and I are watching it, and she's like, I don't get it. He's going to dump the bike just because of a bale of hay. And it's like, I know, babe. It's an ingenious. It's hilarious. It shouldn't be funny, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a ridiculous movie. And. I feel like it's one of those movies that they started making and they were just like, at some point they were just like, you know what? Like how ridiculous can we get right now? Like, let's break all the continuity rules. Let's get like all these different storylines going on and we're just going to make it work. And we're, we're not going to reference how ridiculous it is. We're just going to leave that for the viewer. Watching this movie made me think like they sit down in a room, they're talking about it. And it's like, how can we out airplane airplane? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. It's like yeah. the exact same kind of movie, which is which really. I mean, I I also saw this for the first time today. Yeah. Um. You know, because, you know, not that we. I mean, we plan to talk about this for weeks. Of course, we didn't of course. come up with this on the spot. Ridiculous. So no, yeah, I watched yeah, it today yeah. in preparation for this, which we have planned. Um. And I'm I'm sitting through it, and I'm just like, 
How have I not seen this? I've seen every police squad. I've seen the Naked Gun. I've seen Airplane. All these movies that you know have these these bits that are like, surely you're kidding. It's like I'm not kidding, and don't call me Shirley, or you know, <laughs> or how'd you get in here? I, and who are you? I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith. You know, <laughs> they have the even at the start of the movie they have the bit between. Um, Beth and the astronomer where it's like it's like oh well who are you what do you do it's like oh I'm a you know I'm camp director you know so you know uh, well, what do you do he goes well I don't work here she's like well I, I know that I'm camp director so I would know if you worked here <laughs> yeah. you know they just they really like hammer it with the awkwardness which is perfect but but it's this like the same kind of like sharp dialogue that, that you get in, in other movies like that yeah and I love it oh my god and great, great cast. The other day, one of my coworkers. Oh, that's the uh, Frazier guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's also yep, Sideshow yep. Mel. <laughs> that's right. He is Sideshow Mel. Yeah. I forgot about that. No, but like I was saying, like one of my coworkers the other day it was actually pretty good. Um, you know, he calls me into the back really quick to ask me a question, and I go, "What's up?" And without missing a beat, he goes, "Oh, it's a direction that points opposite to down." Wow. Yeah, and I was he like, must be totally annoying to work with. No, he is awesome. <laughs> it's just it was it was like great when I, I I just didn't expect it, but it was like quick. I was like, oh, what's up? Oh, it's a direction that's opposite of down. I need to talk to you, and it's just like, bravo, sir. Just bravo, <laughs> bravo. That was that was really that was really airplane right there. Really good, bravo, sir. Yeah, as as a person who owns a shirt that says up dog on it, I got to give him a little bit of a golf clap. <laughs> no one say it. <laughs> don't don't say don't it. Don't you fucking say it. <laughs> you say it. You're fired. <laughs> You say it, I'm deleting the track off the podcast. Oh, no. You're, you're cut. We're talking to a wall. <laughs> um, something, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, don't do I'm it. I'm not saying anything. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> something that I want to I kind of bring up before we bring it to a close, too, because we don't have a lot of time left. Um, something I, I noticed about this movie, and I want you guys to kind of pay attention to it when you start watching the show is the fact that there's such two extremes in terms of age groups. You have adults and you have kids, and that's it. Right in terms of the cast? Yeah. There's no teenagers, really. Janine Garofalo is not that much older than the rest of them. Right. and um, like She really isn't. Well, so this is kind of what I wonder, and that this is me, classic, like reading too much into it, but I wonder if this is all from a kid's perspective everything so how exaggerated how it doesn't make any sense like you know all the awkwardness stuff like that and the fact that there are two age groups kids and adults and that's it like think about when you were a kid when at least for me when someone would be like oh like yeah. how old is that guy and it was an adult i would be like i don't know between 20 and 40 like that was like you know yeah that was the look you're right like when you're a little kid everybody like melds into the same age there really is no difference you got a point there all you know is that they're bigger than you. That's about it. Yeah, and I remember like when I went away, went away to sleepaway camp, my counselors. I you know as far as I could see, they were in charge of me. They were like you know supposed to be trusted and made the right decision. They were the adults, and I remember like them looking like they were in their twenty or thirties, but they were probably really like eighteen. And that's kind of just like, I think how this movie gets away with that. Although uh, Molly Shannon is thirty four in the movie she says that at one point <laughs> yeah she said she says it but <laughs> yeah <laughs> she goes i'm 34 i need to get married or whatever the hell it was um 
You know, it's it's funny you say camp your, the camp counselors. You said were probably eighteen. They're probably younger than that for all you know. They're probably like sixteen. Yeah. Well, they, Katie, at the end of the movie, she says she's 16. That's why she's only interested in fucking Andy. Yeah, <laughs> instead of settling down with a nice guy like Coop. We've all yeah. been that guy. It's okay. We've all been Coop. We're all Coop. It, it hits dangerously close to home. It really does. <laughs> Although, um, when the professor, got, the astrophysicist guy shows up, and he's like, who wants to spend the last day of the camp doing experiments? And I was like, I would have been one of those kids. I definitely yeah. one of those kids. Like, I want to do science. Or, or even when yeah. he first shows up, he's like, "Where do you keep the uh, the indoor kids?" <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, he's like, "Where do you keep the <laughs> yeah, um, right. the, um, the geeky the kids, camp, uh, the you know the smart the, kid, the indoor kids?" Oh, bunk three. <laughs> and he sees him. He's like, "Yep, yeah, this makes sense." Or when the kid, the nerd, tries to recruit the girls for D and D. Oh my god. <laughs> she's like go away douchebag that is a fem- that is a hygiene product I take that as a compliment oh my god walks away <laughs> well done I'm like watching this movie remembering my cringeworthy teenage years and childhood and I'm like god damn it I'm halfway between D&D kid and the fucking <laughs> robot <laughs> you know just just let our viewers know like right now who haven't seen the movie or have seen the movie I jumped on this podcast right when I was watching Red Hot American Summer, so I'm like, I'm like right at the end at the talent show. So it's like I can't. As soon as we're done with this, I'm jumping back and finishing it, and it's like I can't wait to see what effing happens. It's like all my entire night now just is pivoted on what the fuck the robot kid is doing for the talent show. That's my whole entire night right now. It's like I will not be able to sleep until I see what that fucker does. <laughs> yeah. Um, High ambitions of your evening, I see. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you you think I'd choose something better, like I don't know, like writing an essay that saves the world, or you know, maybe possibly finally doing my SATs. No, 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 it's more like nope. I want to see what this robot kid does. You know, just <laughs> my ambitions are high, gentlemen, very high. Indeed. And Dave's girlfriend's probably just sitting there being like, "Yeah, can you hurry it up so we can finish the goddamn movie?" I want to watch the fucking <laughs> robot kid before we have to go to bed. <laughs> No, we have a long night ahead of us. We're watching Rick and Morty tonight, so we're definitely oh, nice. doing oh, that later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, great. Such a great show. So we're, we're going to end up just in just a few minutes, but I have a semi-secret question because we don't we usually don't do secret questions on preview podcasts. Damn it. I knew like, you were going for Celebrity Highlander this week. <laughs> well, I was, but I had to quickly rewrite, rewrite. So that's why I had Dave tell the stories about his coworker. So I can think of this secret question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> This is obviously, so the movie is the last day of camp. The show is the first day of camp. It's a prequel. Um, what I want to ask you guys, just really briefly, how do you think about, how do you feel about that? Are you happy about it? Are you surprised? Are you, were you kind of hoping it was 10 years later and then we got to see that reunion? When I, uh, when I was watching the movie, you know, again, seeing it for the first time and, and knowing that there is a Netflix show in some form that would either follow it or, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about the show at all. Uh, and then I hear Coop, you know, he's just laying on the porch with everybody. And he's like, so do you think like in 10 years, you know, we'll all just come back here, you know, and show up at nine, but really just be there at 930. You know, the whole like they just do the whole bit. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, that must be what the show is about. Like, you flash forward 10 years in the future, the actors all look, you know, reasonably older because it's only been 14 years since the film. So, you know, 10, 14 years, like, you know, it, it works either way. Uh, yeah. But then I find out the show is actually a prequel 
and it's kind of like the back of my mind, you know, again, having not seen the show yet, it's it's like a missed opportunity. Just going mm-hmm. in blind, I almost feel. But I got to give it, you know, I'm obviously going to going to give it a, you know, a, a real go, you know, not just quit on it right away just cuz I, I think that there's something minorly wrong about it. Yeah. All all I'm going to say is it's a real adjust adjustment for Coop. It's just like how different he looks now than he looked then. How 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 what how what so. Michael Showalter looks like now? Yeah, oh, he looks much older now than he did then. Yeah, I'll be also Ka- I'll be as, Casey, as you man. do. Well, as you as you do with like you know age, he gained a, a lot of weight. It's yeah. it's the William Shatner effect. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I told this to my dad to try and make him feel better, but he's just, <laughs> he's still just kind of a heavy man. He's yeah. unhappy. Well, you know, once you gain a little. Being from a guy who was in super shape two years ago, once you get a little pudge down there, it does get annoying, but I realize I'm dead sexy no matter what I look like. So it's like, yeah, I am accepting this and eating a box of Oreos. Good God. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Casey. Like, I do feel like it was a missed opportunity for them to have it like 10 years later, or even still stick with it chronologically 14 years later. Maybe like just one guy kept on going back to meet up and no one ever showed up. Like, mm. Maybe Coop kept on going back, or even Gene, he's still there, like, cooking, even though there's nobody there. <laughs> like, I could... Uh, no, seriously, I could see Gene being that guy, he's still in the kitchen cooking, and the camp's been abandoned for, like, 20 years. You know, he'd be that guy. It's just like, he's still there. Like, also, the the show would still be, like, a weird period piece, because it would be in the early 90s. Yeah, So really you would, would have yeah. all this stuff like acid-washed jeans and... You know, uh, flannel. St- well, I mean, flannel. We don't have to talk about it. How big of a part of the movie th- it was here, but I guess some things never change. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just gave me my secret Flat- question for Thursday. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh really? Well, you'll have yeah, to oh stay boy. tuned, dear listener. You'll have to. Oh you'll, oh you'll have to listen to us for another hour to an hour and a half to figure out what the secret question is <laughs> for Thursday. They're like, oh god, we gotta put up, we gotta put up with this shit. God damn it! All right, <laughs> <laughs> again, yes, again, always. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was, I was confused as well because I, I know I said first day, but I kept on thinking it was not a prequel. So that was like a big thing with my girlfriend. Is I was like, well, I want to watch the movie again first because like I want to be caught up to date and like you know I want to get everything and because it's going to take place after i can't wait to see like how they explained the drastic aging and she was like it's a prequel like every time we would have this conversation and i'd be like what it's like the uh the steve buscemi thing where it's like how do you do fellow kids yeah (laughs) (laughs) like like very clearly an older adult person (laughs) although that's probably like that is probably like part of their comedic genius is um they're like, you know what? We could make it a sequel to what happened. So let's make it a prequel. We all look much older. And it'll make yeah. it that much funnier us pretending to be 16-year-olds. Knowing how they oh, used yeah. to do like their, some of their like comedic stuff on the state, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what their whole like intention was. Oh, it, it has to be. Yeah. And um, you, dear listeners, will be able to hear more about that on Thursday. Because that, that's time, guys. That's all we got. That's it. So no! um, one half hour to document a whole summer. Yeah. And uh, we did it pretty well too, I would say. So yeah, tune in on Thursday night at nine thirty slash ten o'clock whenever we get our act together. Uh, we 
will be, eh, I don't know, maybe do it live. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe not. Surge will not be on this week with us, so it's just going to be us three, the the three amigos slash three musketeers. It's a slash, surgeless week. It's a surgeless week, and teach him to leave us alone. So that's it, guys. That's all we got. I'm going to go hump the fridge. So wait, 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 wait. Does that mean, does that mean since Greg's not around? I mean, not Greg. Since Surge is not going to be on this, does that mean there's going to be no, no mute Dave button? Do I have free range? Am I unsupervised? No, I'm, I'm still on it. Cut it. Come Cut on, the feed. man. Cut, the feed. Cut, Cut it the feed. Cut it. No, Cut not. It.